All right, guys, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you're tuning in from and whatever time it is. This is Handling It Podcast, and I'm your host, Catherine. I'm going to just jump right into today's episode description because I'm just way too excited for you guys to listen to it. On this week's episode, we have the amazing Ali Ganino calling in to talk about her career and her journey with self-discovery. Some of you might know Ali for her role in the television series The Lion Game or for her work in the show 10 Things I Hate About You, and others may know her for her time singing in the girl group The Stunners or as a member of the band The Good Mad. But since then, she's done many other projects and embarked on some other really exciting journeys, one of which being a yoga instructor. Currently working on a new album, Ali spent the last few years working on her solo career as an artist, and I, for one, cannot wait to see where this new chapter takes her. So the reason I wanted Ali specifically to share her story is because I feel that a lot of people assume that they're destined for one thing and one thing only in life. I've fallen into that trap before, feeling like I need to pick one career or one way of living for the rest of my life and that's it. But in actuality, that's not the case. I think it's really important to acknowledge the fact that we can try on any hat we want and, you know, do anything we choose. And we should actually be encouraged to do that. We experience things and partake in certain careers, hobbies, relationships to teach us things about ourselves. What inspired me about Ali is that to me, she's constantly experimenting with different passions, whether it be acting, singing, fitness, meditation. And that's something I really envy and something I'm trying to do a lot more for myself. Um, I think is, you know, females especially, we should really push ourselves to, like I said, try on different hats, jump into new situations, new, new territories, go after these passions and these ambitions that we have and, you know, see what that does to ourselves. I think it's, it's really important to remember that through our actions and the paths we create, we discover a new layer of ourselves. So that's enough from me for now. I really hope you guys find this episode enlightening and uh, enjoy. Hi, Catherine. Hi, Allie. How are you? I'm well. How are you? Great. Thank you so much for setting aside the time to chat. Sure. We're really excited to have you on. Um, I think you're one of the first people when I was putting a lineup together, you're actually one of the first people I thought about contacting because I think you have a really interesting, really interesting journey. Uh, the whole theme of this episode is on self-discovery and transformative experiences. And, you know, I follow you online. Um, I'll definitely be adding your handle in below, but, um, yeah, I think you have a really interesting journey. You've gone through a lot, delved into a lot of different careers, so I'm yeah. excited to start talking about it. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Thank you. Thanks for asking me to be on. Yeah, I guess, you know, I explained a little bit in the intro a little bit about you, but I really want to go into, you know, your story. I think you, you know, first really started off uh, singing growing up, so if you wanted to go into that, I mean, you're from Texas. Yeah, um, I grew up in a small town outside of Dallas. And um, I started playing violin when I was seven years old. And then um, around the same time, I, I was taking classical ballet lessons. So I was kind of doing like the classical thing for a while. And then when the Dixie Chicks released their first record, 
it, it made me want to go into like country music. And so I did the country thing for a while, um, started singing and, and performing um, in front of people. And I've always, I've always just been, you know, I'm the young, I was the youngest of my, my f- three other siblings. And mm-hmm. um, I've just always been like the entertainer of the family. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, it was kind of a natural progression from dance to music. And then when I turned 16 and moved to Los Angeles, that's when I started auditioning for acting roles and, um, and, uh, which was something I always wanted to do, sure. uh, but I never really got too much into while I was living in Texas. I kind of saw it as like a later in life thing. Um, well, and so, yeah. yeah, that's really interesting. Um, you know, I, I know you're from Dallas and I'm from Dallas, Pennsylvania. We went over that similarity before, oh, yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'm from a very small town too. And it's interesting to hear you say, you know, you grew up sort of the youngest of your family, I was sort of the youngest of all my cousins, and I, I'm the only girl as well, so there was that oh. oddity. Yeah, and um, always just sort of had a very bubbly personality, and mm-hmm. growing up, I guess, for me in a small area, but for you also sort of removed from, you know, a clear path to fame. You think big cities like New York and L.A., did that, you know, was that sort of a struggle, you know, having to move out to L.A. and, you know, growing up in Texas sort of removed from all those, like, traditional paths to stardom? Yes, definitely. Um, it was a lot harder. It's been a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have amazing self-confidence in my abilities to succeed, but, um, yeah, I mean, you know, I, 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 you know, when you, when you're growing up and especially for me, I was always super imaginative. I still am. And mm-hmm. like, I dream big and, um, I try not to limit myself in terms of, you know, w- what I think I'm, I can do or can achieve. And so I just had this huge, big vision for my life growing up as a kid. And I thought I was going to lead a life that was, you know, maybe similar to like Taylor Swift or something like that. Where sure. it'd just be this easy thing. I'd move out. I'd get a record deal. Uh, th- everyone would love me. I'd be a huge overnight success. I mean, I know how to play the violin and sing. Like, mm-hmm. who's, you know, what's not to love? <laughs> um, so, um, and it didn't go like that. I, I mean, I did get a record deal, but um, that was with the Stunners. I was in a five-piece girl group for a little bit um, that was, like, pop, and mm-hmm. we sang and danced and did choreography and all that good stuff. Um And then I realized, you know, living out here in L.A., you realize how many people come from, like, their families are already in the entertainment industry. Exactly. Um, And my family is totally not that. My family, like, my parents grew up, I mean, I grew up with my parents running a a wellness practice Mm -hmm. in Texas. And my brother's a football coach. And my sister is, you know, is a mom and helps her husband run his business. And so... I do not come from lots of money or, you know, Mm -hmm. um, powerful people in entertainment. Um, So it was, you know, it was was just a different perspective um, to see. But, you know, everyone's journey is different. And the lessons that it's taught me have been really, really valuable. And I've, you know, I've learned a lot about myself. For sure. Well, and that's really interesting. I think, you know, the entertainment industry, it's one of those things where you could be, I think, as rich as can be, but if you don't have a connection, it is, it's really impossible to make it. 
Um, I know for film, for example, you know, I tried doing the whole, you know, production assistant work and it's really hard to even branch out of those roles unless you know someone yes. and it's such a struggle. It's such a struggle. But, totally. Yeah. But I guess going along with that, um, you know, you, you talked a little bit about the stunners and that's sort of, I guess, what really introduced you to the life of, I mean, again, you grew up with music, but that was sort of your first big break. What Would that be safe to say? Yeah, it was my first, I would say it was my first like big project commitment mm-hmm. once I was in LA. Um, and it was three years of my life that three years of all of our lives that we dedicated and you know we did a lot with we never made any money mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like you know it, like that's the hilarious thing about it is like we never made any money off of it mm-hmm. um which is like maybe I mean I don't know if I'll ever make money off of music but that's not why I make it you know right <laughs> right um well, that's, so, yeah, well, that's a good place to transition into. Um, so then, you know, I think after doing your work on the Stunners, you uh, formed a band, uh, The Good Mad, which is actually sort of how I found out about you. Um, I, I think I had mentioned to you before that, you know, I really love like just oh, my favorite pastime, I guess you could say, is going on Spotify or now like, you know, Apple Music and just finding really cool um unique artists so like even when I'm watching like when I'm watching a show or a film whenever I hear a song I love I love to just you know go online look them up and that's sort of how I came to you guys and uh I loved your work in that and I guess um how how did that transition go from you know being in one group to another um it was a little well what made kind of a clean break from the stunners was um I got the lion game I booked the lion Mm -hmm. game and I had to make a decision at that point, and I was like, you know, I could try to keep going with this girl group that I've been with for three years, and it doesn't, it seems like more of an investment than um, a return, and Mm -hmm. um, I was like, I need to give my parents a break from, like, financially taking care of me, so, uh, so I, I, I took the Lion Game gig, and, um, and then, I'd been playing with those members, uh, like, for about a year before we formed The Good Mad, Mm -hmm. Um, and their band was breaking up at the same time, and I was like, we should should make our own band, and that's how The Good Mad formed. So, The Stunners was kind of done. I was ready to, like, end that chapter and move on to the next, Mm -hmm. Um, and I think the other girls were were ready for that, too, you know, so... And it's exciting. Like when it's a lot harder when you end a band and you have nothing else happening in your life. Which is kind <laughs> yeah. of like what happened with the good mad is we ended and I, I wanted, you know, a new, a new chapter. And it was like nothing else mm-hmm. was, was happening. I mean, I kind of, I booked a movie and then, you know, but it's, that's, that's what my crazy weird life has been. It's just been, you know, creating with people and I I'm pretty sure that's what my life is going to be from here on out um yeah well and yeah and then to go into your acting career um because I know again like I said I sort of found out about the good mad and your music through uh I think episodes of the lion game featured you guys on it which is really interesting and probably like definitely a great perk um so yeah I guess maybe talk about uh if you would your transition then from, you know, singing and 
you know, musically being in a group to then acting and those worlds sort of colliding at the same time? Because you did both at the same time, yeah. correct? Yeah. Okay. Um, so The Lion Game was like my first series regular role where I was one of the main characters, which was really exciting for me. Mm-hmm. Although, like behind the scenes, there was so much gr- drama going down, like with my <laughs> personal life and parents and all right. that crazy stuff. So it was a weird, it was a weird time in my life, but, you know, I tried to enjoy it as much as possible. Um, Definitely. And you guys are so, like, it's interesting to watch because on the show, you know, everything seems so glamorous and, you know, you watch television and, like, you pretty much just assume, like, everybody, you know, has their shit going on. Yeah. Totally. And it's it's not. not And you guys are so young, too, (laughs) while doing this. I mean, how old were you when you started doing The Lion Game? 20. I shot the pilot when I was 20, and then when the series was going, I was 21. Yeah. So it was, you know, early 20s, and... Um, That's still so young. Yeah, and I hadn't gone to college, so I hadn't really right. had that experience. So it was like, it was like working and college all at the same time, which was just a lot of craziness. Oh, definitely. <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah. And... Um, yeah, so I guess, was that hard as well? You know, I'm sure you had friends that went off to college and et cetera. Was that hard to sort of not go down that path, or is that something you knew right off the bat, you you know you didn't want to go to school? I think I, I, think I knew from a pretty young age that I didn't want to go to college right after high school. Mm-hmm. Um, college is something that I'm still, I'm always leaving the door open for that. Mm-hmm. I I think I would, I would like to, go out at some point um when it makes sense um but yeah I you know I've always kind of done things my own way and um I I prefer even if even if my you know experience isn't going to be like super uh, shiny or like figured out like it's a total mess most of the time but I almost would rather it be that than like know exactly what I'm going into, like going mm-hmm. into college and like getting the degree and then having to worry about getting a job. And like, it's all the same thing, you know, it's right. like, um, the, ex- the, the college experience for me was actually just coming out here and, and doing the thing, mm-hmm. um, and getting the experience in classes and then, and then and again, jobs. yeah. And you're with people the same age and, you know, yeah. friendships can form there. So yeah, yeah, I totally get it. Yeah. So then, um, but yeah, so going into acting, uh, you know, you worked on, and then you were an extra and recurring character on some shows. Uh, I guess if you would talk about that experience and um, yeah, I'm sure you had to deal a lot with, you know, rejection and cancellation with shows and just auditioning. Um, And (laughs) yeah. Uh, Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's so much rejection, Um, you know, it's funny because when I think about like the normal, like a normal person's <laughs> what I call normal, mm-hmm. just like, you know, someone who doesn't live in a huge city like Los Angeles or live in the entertainment industry. Right. We, we face rejection so much. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's wildly crazy how much rejection we face, but it builds character. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, or, I mean, it can, it can also just make you, you know, hate yourself and become, it's self-destructive <laughs> depending on which road you want to go down. Definitely. Um, 
you know, and it's hard. Like, it, it, it makes you have really, really tough skin. Um, like, recently, I had a friend to me, I mean, a friend send to me some of his new music, and I wasn't really vibing with it. And I, you know, I said that, and he took it really, 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 really personally. Mm-hmm. And from my perspective, you know, when someone just gives you an opinion about your art, like that's just their opinion. You know, it's not, if you are, if you are believing in it and you want to make that thing happen, that's what you need to focus on. And you can take people's feedback, but you you just can't take it all that personally. You know, you have to be able to separate your self from your work because they're not, they're not the same thing. They're not, they're not. And that was the lesson, I mean, to insert my own, <laughs> my own experience, that was a lesson I yeah. found, uh, you know, it was, it was really hard to accept, but, you know, graduating college, doing those first few interviews for, you know, for work, I was, I mean, and then, you know, I worked freelance and then got a full-time job, but I was hustling every day. You know, I had been working locally back in Pennsylvania. I was, you know, on my lunch break, I went out to my car and it did interview calls in my car. Like I was hustling every day and, you know, you'd go three rounds for an interview and then nothing, you know, you'd never get a call back. And it was just so discouraging. But for me, I had to keep telling myself, you know, for like, Every 10 no's, there's going to be one yes, and it, mm-hmm. it does happen in a weird way, and it's it's crazy, but it does happen. Um, yeah, and, and, you, and just like, you know, you have to release the expectation of how your life is going to play out. For sure. And that's, that's whether you're an artist or anything, like, that's the thing that as you get older, you just have to realize that it's, it's less about you know, sticking to expectation and Mm -hmm. more just like trying to practice staying in gratitude and show up for the work that you want to do. Definitely. I think. Definitely. But yeah. And then, I mean, I think you probably learned a lot of that as well and going through a whole like journey of self-discovery and sort of not that you left acting, but you moved on more to your solo career and you've been working now, uh, making your own music. Um, mm-hmm. do you, uh, do you write everything yourself or do you work with a team? Yeah. That's great. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this album I've, I've written most of the songs by myself, but there are a few songs that I've co-written with my co-producer. Um, and he's amazing. He's worked with Miley Cyrus and Selena Gomez and amazing. is bringing like a, a different approach to produ- production that I am not used to, but that I really want mm-hmm. um, and need. So it's been amazing to have him on, on my team. Um, and it, I, I, the plan was always to, to make music as a solo artist for me. Um, and I haven't quit acting, uh, I, I haven't really been booking a ton, Mm -hmm. um, but I'm still going to classes. I'm still auditioning. Um, you know, it's some, it's, it's such a crazy business. Like you could be super talented, but if you're not right for the role, you're not right for the role, you know? Um, so, and I'm not really in a position where like Martin Scorsese is like calling me personally to ask me to be in his next movie. <laughs> Although I would love that, Martin. Yeah. Um, 
Oh, I mean, he listens to this podcast for sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he's going to hear this for sure. Um, yeah, so uh, so that's slated for next year. I'm hoping it'll come out next year, and we'll just see. We'll see how it all unfolds. You know, you plan for things, but mm-hmm. the universe always is doing its thing. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Well, that's really exciting. Um, I think you, like you personally and, you know, the work you've done in the past, you have a really interesting sound to your voice. The fact that, again, you you play the violin. That is incredible. I have always, I think the violin is the instrument I've always wanted to play, that and piano. And my brother, you know, did the whole shebang and played piano and he was great with that. But I never, unfortunately, got into an instrument, even though I always wanted to. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think that's great that you do all that. And, um, but I want to, I was curious though. Um, see, I'm like a big lover of indie alternative music. Like that's just so my vibe. Mm -hmm. Do you, and I have trouble because a lot of my friends are so into mainstream pop or rap or like very like screamo rock (laughs) surprisingly. And do you find it difficult as, um, I guess you would consider yourself an alternative artist to, Mm sort of make that entry into not so much mainstream, but, you know, to get people's attention. Yeah. I mean, with this record, I, I tried to balance, like, I'm trying to give a little bit of, I mean, I'm not doing screamo obviously, but yeah. <laughs> like I, I tried to do a blend of styles that I just love and appreciate and, produce it in a way that's accessible. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I'm sure some people are going to be like, you know, will appreciate it for what it is, but like won't really dig it or like be into it, which is totally fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm sure, you know, people like you who are in the more kind of indie market will love it, you mm-hmm. know, or might love it. Um, so what was the original question again? <laughs> <laughs> I guess, um, no, you're totally fine. Um, going from, you know, being an alternative artist oh. and making music that's not really mainstream, how do you, like, how difficult do you find it to sort of get people's attention, you know, to have them listening? Uh, honestly, like, the main the main obstacle nowadays is, is just that there's so much out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and what helped me get my music out the first time with the, with the good mad was having a show like the lion game to help me, you know, expose that music. So, um, the industry is changing a lot the the music industry and artists are making more money by touring, um, or getting their show or their songs synced on shows and um, movies and stuff like that. So, um, getting onto radio, I would say is like, is super super hard it's the hardest so hard Uh, so so if you make it to radio you're you're doing something you're doing something yeah um I don't know what I don't know what it is but you're doing something (laughs) I mean and I feel like for like female artists especially it's much more hard I mean we just had the whole thing at the um what was that the CMAs. the CMAs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The CMAs. I was going to say CMAs, but then I the AMAs are coming up, and then <laughs> I got it all confused. Kirsten just reminded me it was the CMAs, mm-hmm. um, where, you know, people were finally starting to, you know, stand up for female representation on the radio, especially yeah. in country music, which, 
I, I, I feel like it's very fair to say is a very male dominated industry. Oh, totally. Yeah. And it's, it's real. Yeah. That's really weird. Um, in general, because you have like these artists, I mean, back in the day, you, I feel like country pop, your Shania Twain's, your, you know, Dixie Chicks, they mm-hmm. obviously had a huge presence, but over the past few years, I mean, if you're not Carrie or Miranda or, I mean, right now we have Casey Musgraves, who's amazing, but it's right. really hard for, you know, to name drop a female country artist and people like outside that community know who you're talking about. Cause they're, well, they're like, and the, 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 it's really, I feel that the country music industry is really run, I mean, run by the, the songwriters, like the very, very, very top songwriters. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause they get all the cuts right. and like whoever they get to cut their records, that's who they're going to play. Mm-hmm. So it's a very, and I'm sure someone's going to hate me for saying this, but no, <laughs> you know, it's, it's just the truth. It's like, yeah. it's, it's very controlled system and you know that is what it is and that's fine like there's nothing I can do about that Mm -hmm. um I might I might move to Nashville at some point and like hopefully get in that that crowd or whatever but I'm also not gonna let the systems that are in place stop me from doing what I can do with what I have right now right I couldn't agree more and I think this like if I can make a huge PSA like I really encourage people to explore, like really explore, like get on Spotify, get on YouTube, like explore all, because there's so many amazing female artists out there that I love and that I know so many people have not heard of. Um, And even like, even an alternative music, I love alternative, but like, I feel like even there, so many of them, uh, the performers are like very much male, (laughs) you know? So it's it's really difficult. Truly. And and a lot of that is, is funding, you know, mm-hmm. having, having the resources, having the money, um, you yeah. know, I've made this record completely independently. Um, That's and awesome. I mean, my parents have helped with like, you know, some of the mixing costs and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But other than that, it's been pretty much like me and the producers just wishing on a prayer (laughs) be a success or you know do something but again like it's a blessing and it's a curse I'm sure I'm sure anybody from the outside looking and thinks I might be totally insane and I totally get why they would think that because Mm -hmm. most people base their decision making off of like you know what makes money (laughs) right no I just don't always do that I'm I'm different in that way um Mm -hmm. I mean I obviously need we need all need money um and if we had a different system in place this is why like I'm I'm not totally against having implementing some socialist I mean I'm not saying we you know I don't want to get too political on this but (laughs) one of the things that is amazing about European countries is that they, you know, they set aside quite a bit of money for artists. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe, you know, maybe I could get some money. I haven't even tried, honestly, from the government. Um, I try to limit my interaction with the government as much as possible. <laughs> uh, you can't blame ya. <laughs> I really can't. Um, yeah, at, at least at this point in time. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, 
I just, I just believe in people like doing, doing what they want to do. And like, if you're not hurting anybody and you're just bringing more beauty into the world, if you can make it work, then more power to you, you know? Well, and I, you know, I had mentioned this to you before, but this is before the podcast even launched. Like I have been, and this is my first time talking about it, um, like on an episode post-launch, I am just absolutely blown away by the amount of people that contacted me saying how much they loved it. I mean, people I genuinely have not talked to in years. Yeah, I was really, really, like, so, oh my goodness. I don't cry, but, like, if I did cry, like, I would be in tears. (laughs) It was absolutely incredible. Um, I told, actually, Kirsten was here, like, the night before I launched it. And I told her, I was like, oh my goodness, if I could just have, like, literally a hundred people tune in tomorrow and we tripled like tripled that so just in 24 hours and it was so great and like the amount and the girls that I had on my first episode um they contacted me the more I think the morning of like later in the afternoon they were like Kat like you would not believe the amount of people that reached out to me today and I was like that's so great yay and then later that night like literally all texted me again and they were like no Kat you literally will not believe how many people contacted me today and it was just I'm so happy because I how how are you how are you getting your podcast out there like how how are you marketing it and yeah I mean I really just started uh you know, an Instagram account, it, it really all came together. I did not have a big plan for this. Um, yeah. I just thought, well, you know, I'm working this typical like nine to five job um, and I love it, but I want to do something with my free time that sort of fulfills me and will maybe help it help me heal from like a troubling time, like of yeah. not really knowing what I wanted to do and then, you know, and hopefully help other people with that as well. So, you know, I, I find this is so, this is such a common, I don't want to call it a problem, but this is a, such a common um, thing that I feel so many women deal with. Like, mm-hmm. so many of my friends, you know, we know we can do in anything, right? right. <laughs> it's almost like we, we have so many talents, and if we have the drive to make something happen, then that's amazing. And um, it's, it's the difficulty sometimes is figuring out well, what do I want to do? Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's choosing a direction. Um, Definitely. Which is a good problem to have, you know. First no, it's, it's great. And it taught me, like, all those experiences, like, you know, working freelance, then getting my first, like, big, like, literally my first big girl job um, <laughs> with benefits and a salary. Like, it, yeah. it was such a, gr- it was a really tough journey to go through, but I'm so glad I went through it because it taught me so much about myself. And then it so also got me thing? here. What was the thing, and hopefully I'm not repeating any questions no, that have already been asked on the podcast, but what was the thing that, like, what was, like, the thing that made you be like, I can't, I'm not doing this anymore, I have to go do something else? Right, so, um, yeah, I had been, you know, I graduated school pretty much, went back to Pennsylvania, and I think I had sort of, maybe, I don't know if I told you when we last spoke, but I really wanted to go abroad to London. I knew mm. I wanted to do London that was for me and it's really like it's literally impossible to get a job over there unless you know an employer is going to sponsor you and no one's really going to do that so I figured okay well plan b I went home worked in Pennsylvania 
just, you know, tried to get a job. And then I had a, a former coworker at uh, CBS News contacted me about a position, and which was wow. amazing. And she's great, and I'm so thankful for her. And, yeah, I went on an interview. They hired me. I started a week after, like not even a week after my interview, which was crazy. Um, and I'm, I loved working there. It was such a great experience. Um, they just contacted you out of the blue. They just contacted me like right out of the blue. Um, it was great. I had the interview the day of, they hired me that day said, okay, we need you here a week (laughs) from now. And yeah. And I moved to New York. Like, I know I'm not that far from New York, but a move to New York isn't at all easy. Um, and luckily I'm familiar with the area having gone to school here, but it was really wild. And I, you know, I worked freelance I was pretty much, uh, I was a broadcast assistant, but pretty much a, you know, production assistant. And I really enjoyed it. I loved it. But I just, for me, I wanted, I wanted something more. Mm -hmm. And I was started looking for full-time roles. An opportunity literally fell into my lap. Uh, I heard about a position from a friend. So I got the position and then Yeah, I I still, like I said, even though I had this great full-time job, I wanted to do something. You know, I was done from work, and I was like, okay, like, now what? What do I do? Like, go home and watch Netflix? No, I I cannot stay, like, I cannot sit still. I have to stay busy. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, I, I was talking to a friend. My friends for a while had been trying to get me to vlog or, you know, do something, blog or whatever, and I, I'm... I'm not the type of person at all to put my, you know, face in front of a camera. <laughs> so I thought, well, podcasting, you know, I had, I had worked in radio before for an NPR affiliate. So I knew a little bit about, you know, editing, sound, et cetera. So yeah, I looked into it. My cousin does videography. He hooked me up with all the equipment to buy and just like literally in a month, put this whole thing together, set up a social media account. I have like I said, really great friends and even people. I have great, I will say, I didn't think I do have really great relationships with people where I cannot talk to them for a year. And as yeah. soon as I text them, like, hey, like, I need your help with something, it's like, you know, picking right up where you left off. So um, that was amazing. You're lucky. Yeah. You're, you've got a lucky foot. <laughs> yeah. And that really helps. So I will say, like, my friends are amazing and, you know, people from my past, they're absolutely incredible. And, this has really taken off and it's happened so fast and we have such a great lineup of people coming together. I'm so happy, you know, you wanted to be on the the show and it's, it's been great. So, but yeah, that's my answer to your very short question. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think it's, I wanted to know and I think it's important for your listeners to know too. Definitely. Yeah. Know the story behind the voice. Yeah, (laughs) for sure. But um, yeah, so I guess to get back on track, I took us way off. Sorry about that. <laughs> I asked you. You can blame me. No worries. <laughs> no worries. Um, but yeah, so one thing I'm really excited to uh, talk a little with you about is your journey with you know meditation and sort of a healthy living style. You had mentioned that you know you grew up with you know parents and who you know work in nutrition and health the the field of that I think you said um yes. and then you know right now you said you're a yoga instructor so if you want to talk a little about a little bit about you know your journey into that way of life sure. and etc yeah so um 
Yeah, my, my parents have a, um, a wellness practice in Texas called the Gonino Center for Healing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I grew up learning about all the, you know, the good things to do for your body. And um, it was a very body-oriented sort of education that I grew up with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and what kind of, I guess I say I would say I didn't, learn from that experience was more of the like mental health, um, meditation, um, communication, like how we communicate with each other. Uh, I'm also, I have so much energy and yoga has taught me how to slow down, Mm -hmm. um, because I'm an Aries. Um, I don't know what sign (laughs) you are, but (laughs) if you know it, Aries, we're like, you know, fire signs, we have tons of energy, plenty of ideas. Um, you know, it's almost like we just like ram into things and like right. with no direction, we're just like bursting little fireworks, which is great in some aspects and then can be really self-destructive in other ways. So mm-hmm. um, I got, I kind of got gotten to a point, it was after my last breakup, after the good mad broke up, I wasn't really booking a lot. I was still figuring out my musical journey. Um, I was wondering if I even still wanted to be on this planet. (laughs) Like, (laughs) like literally at that point where I was like, uh, the world is on fire and do I really need to be here? Like, what's the point? Um, and you know, my identity since I was a kid, because I had this expectation of what my life was going to look like. Um, up, you know, in my mid twenties and my expectations mm-hmm. did not match up with my reality. I was really hard on myself and just, I, my whole identity was who I was as an artist, you know, how, how the world saw me as an actress or a musician and all of these things. And if it, if something wasn't happening, then did I lose my talent? Like that's, that's like a plight of the, the artist is like, Oh, I lost it. (laughs) (laughs) I lost my talent. And now I have to go be a, you know, person at at Chick-fil-A like, no. (laughs) So I, I was just going through this like mental turmoil and there were family, familial issues I was going through. And I just decided and I've been practicing yoga for about 10 years, but this was a year and a half ago. And I just decided that I had to go to Bali. I had to give myself five Ooh. weeks away from the madness that is America <laughs> and, <laughs> and get some perspective and check in and tune out because there's so much noise. There's so mm-hmm. much to sift through and so much information um, and... I tend to isolate myself whenever I'm feeling vulnerable or like hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was like, you know what? I'm going to isolate myself even more. And, <laughs> and so I didn't tell anyone I was going and I went to Bali and a friend had encouraged me to get my teacher certification. So I did. And it was wow. an amazing experience and I never intended to become a teacher. I just wanted to do it for my own education. Mm-hmm. And then I came back to LA And a friend was like, hey, can you cover a class for me? And I was like, sure, like, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then that that 
business um, was a it was a new yoga studio called Lit Yoga Bar where where I teach in Calabasas, and um, she was like, "Would you you know want to teach here regularly and have a couple classes?" And I was like, "Um, sure." <laughs> <laughs> Why yeah, not? I guess so. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, and that's awesome. So it's just kind of like created this space in my life for me to slow down come back to myself as a just as a human being Mm -hmm. um and like cultivate a deeper relationship with myself come back to my spirituality because I I've always been very spiritual not very religious but just more spiritual and Mm -hmm. there was a period in my life where I wasn't really tending to that part of myself and that's where my soul started to suffer So, um, so yeah, it's just, it's something that I recommend to literally every human being on the planet is to practice yoga on a regular basis Mm -hmm. because it'll help with your mental health. And, you know, you just got to find like a good teacher. And if you're new to yoga and you don't really want to do like the hot and heavy flow where you're really working out and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, like the strenuous exercise kind of a thing, then just go to a restorative or a yin class where you can zen out and breathe and chillax. Definitely. Well, that's, and that's so important. I mean, I have never, I'm going to be honest, I've never done yoga, but oh, you I've been, ought to. I know. And I've been following your account and like seeing everything you've been posting about it. And I, I just feel like it's so for me. And now that I'm here in New York again, I have, you know, extra time on my hands. I so want to, like, you know, take it up and okay. look into it. There's a studio in Soho that you should go to. It's called the Womb Center. Amazing. And it's, it's like, sound. I don't know how to describe it, but it's like sound-based yoga. Oh, and perfect. it's incredible. I love it there. And they also have an apothecary, which is run by oh, um, Rachel Robinette. Okay. Do you know that place? I, I don't. Um, yeah, it's a, a little apothecary and she makes all these like herbal tinctures and teaches herbal medicine. Um, she's incredible, but you, yeah, oh, amazing. you, you and everyone you know should, should go and try it. No, definitely. And I, again, I have a lot of friends who are really into fitness and I, I'm trying to get a group to go and just like do a yoga class together. So that's something that's definitely on my list. Um, yeah. I just feel like it'd be, again, meditation is so what I need right now and just to slow down I again I keep myself busy but it is and it's good to keep yourself busy but it's also really like crucial I think to take those moments just for yourself because it's not at all selfish as as women like we tend to we're like you know I should say as high achieving women Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) um and and women who have all this creative energy that we want to help other people with their careers and their you know it's like mm-hmm. it's important for us to remember that we can take time for ourselves we can create the space for ourselves to relax tune tune in tune yeah. everything else out um and and come to like a safe quiet place and just be in awe the, of our existence definitely 100 um, and and I will say this as someone who's struggled with my mental health and I've been on the complete opposite end of the spectrum where I've been like you know what's the point mm-hmm. um but and I went through 
I went through a lot. And mm-hmm. it's really just, it's, life is like a constant um, journey in learning to love ourselves and like maybe adapting and changing so that we can grow and learning what makes us happy now versus what made us happy 10 years ago. Like that stuff changes and it's okay. Right. Um, and I think the more that we allow each other that space to evolve rather than expecting each other to stay the same mm-hmm. forever, um, then we're all going to live in more of a harmonious way. <laughs> no, for sure. For sure. It's so important. And I, I, I'm glad that we're living like currently right now in a day and age where people are opening up about their, you know, their personal issues, like with mental health, mm-hmm. with moments of suffering and how they've, you know, gotten themselves out of those dark places. And yeah, I, I'm just diving into self-care is, has been my saving grace. And I've also like meditation but also praying I I, I do mm-hmm. meditations with the archangels which you can find on YouTube like if you just okay. search meditation with archangel Michael or Gabriel or Raphael or mm-hmm. um any of those it's it's actually helped a lot and you just and you also have to open yourself and, and believe that that there are spirits and and good energies that yeah. want to support us on our journey and are there to help us even if we can't see them yeah, no, for sure. And it's so easy. Um, that was the one thing my, my aunt and uncle they're if they're listening, which I'm sure they will be to this, they're absolutely <laughs> incredible people. And, uh, they're like really good people of faith. Um, they're Catholic, I'm Catholic. And they got me, uh, these like monthly subscriptions to, you know, they're, they're pretty much prayer books. And for each day it has like a scripture in it. And it's, literally two pages a day pretty much not even sometimes it's like a page and a half and I remember getting it and I thought oh like I'm really not gonna have time to read this but just to take five minutes out of your day to read something and Mm -hmm. look it over and like really ponder the words and you know just focus on yourself if you believe in a higher power on that I I think is so important for your soul for just your mood every day it's so important to do. Yeah. But yeah, I, I stopped believing at a certain point, mm-hmm. you know, and that was when I was at my lowest. Yeah. Um, and I think all of us go through that in different ways and different stages in our lives. We think, we think when, when we don't have everything under our own control, that the world's going to fall apart and we're going to die. And mm-hmm. it's this big old dramatic thing. But another thing that really helps me is whenever I feel like I'm nearing one of those terrifying moments of like, uh, I feel like I have to be in control and I'm losing control and blah, blah, blah. It's like, remember, you're not in control. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And go into, like, my place is sitting in front of the ocean. I love sitting next to trees or sitting up in trees. Just nature reconnects me with my nature Mm -hmm. and remembering that, I am a, a being, a natural being of this earth. I'm not just the avatar that I'm playing on social media. Definitely. You know, so it, yeah, it's really important to remember that. And so important to have a self-care practice and have a spiritual practice. And I'm I'm someone who's like ve- always been very open with like whatever works for you. Like if it if it helps you, 
mm-hmm. whatever your belief is, then then use it. But if it's harmful to you or harmful to someone else, then that's not a good belief and it needs to be broken. It's limiting. Right. You know? No, for sure. Um, I mean, it's, yeah, such an important thing to to remember and to practice every day. Again, it's not easy. I know it's hard to set aside time. We get so busy, but I think to just take like, again, five to 10 minutes for you and your soul and your well-being is so important. And it's not at all. I feel like a lot of people think it's selfish. We tend to think that taking time for ourselves, like we, we shouldn't, you know, be doing that. I know I have to tell my mom sometimes she's, she's great. And she just goes, goes, goes. And I tell her, I'm like, mom, like, take 10 minutes, like calm down, like, (laughs) you know, take that time. It's you're, you know, you're doing everything so great. Like just take the 10 minutes for you, you know? Um, yeah. So important, important words to live with, I think, but, um, I know you have to go and we're we're wrapping up, but I have one more question. Um, just as summary, you know, for everything we've talked about, the theme for this episode is self-discovery and, you know, going through transformative experiences and you've done a lot whether it be you know singing acting now you're working on your solo career you have also a life of you know meditation and service what has been and this might be hard to to summarize but what has been the biggest lesson you've learned from all of those experiences and all of your work <sighs> that's a loaded question that's a really I good know. question um oof. probably to to do it f- for me right to do it because I want to do it because that it's the experience I want to have um and I think um you know, we can, we can tend to see that as being like selfish. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's not like I'm like doing, like going out and hurting people. I mean, I don't right. think I am. <laughs> if I'm, a, if, if I am, please let me know. But, um, like as, as much as I think I used to place so like way too much value, kind of what, what I was saying earlier about, you know, my friend, reaching out to me and like freaking out that I wasn't vibing with this new song that he sent. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, you can't put, again, don't put all of the expectation on other people to validate you. Right. Um, like you have to believe in yourself. Um, no, I'm, I'm really happy that you said that actually. I think that's a really great answer and not, you know, one I would think of but it's so true and you know that's I think the past six months for me alone that's something that's really helped me is you know I've sort of been all over the place with what I wanted to do and you know if I if I messed up if it it was my mess and it was sort of like the things I was you know leaping towards whether it was film or television those were my passions and my interests and at the end of the day like it is your journey uh and however you, you know, whatever way you tend to take it and how you choose to progress with it, like it's, it's all yours. And it's important to remember that at the end of the day, you know, obviously there's external forces, et cetera, but 
Well, and people, you know, people are helping you along the way. And that it's not, it's not that I'm like, this is my story. And like, I'm doing it all alone. That's mm-hmm. not it at all. It's like, I have to be enjoying what I'm doing. Otherwise, what's the point? Right. Um, you know, I don't want to wake up when I'm 80 and be like, what did I just waste my life doing? Uh, waste mm-hmm. my life around people I don't like, working for people I don't like who were toxic um, or, you know, working on projects I didn't truly, fully, authentically believe in, mm-hmm. um, which I've done a couple of those, let's be real. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> but they were short-lived and, you know, I'm not losing sleep over it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I just... I want people to step into their truth and live their truth as much as humanly possible. I know transitions take time and, you know, life evolves slowly, but I just would encourage people not to give up on themselves um, because I think actually the reason that we get ourselves into these messes where, you know, the, the economies are going crazy and (laughs) the world is falling apart um it's because we're not living lives true to ourselves we're making decisions out of fear right right and we're making decisions out of our our limited conditioning rather than like I can't tell you you know and like I already hear like the peanut gallery in my head being like, well, you have this and that, and it's like, no, but I didn't let those things be an excuse. Like I've been scared on this journey mm-hmm. every single step of the way. Yeah. It's not that I haven't been scared, <laughs> but it's that I have not allowed my fear to run my decision-making. Definitely. You have to be courageous. That's what living is. Mm-hmm. Well, and- you know, yeah, I'm glad you said that because I actually, uh, one of my favorite movies and I watched it this past weekend was uh, The Pursuit of Happiness. I don't know if you've seen it. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. Will Smith. I, okay, it might not like, <laughs> you know, the cinematography it might not be like the most amazing film out there, but it's one of my favorites. It's one of my favorites, I think, that Will Smith has done. But if you don't know it, it it's about a guy. It's based off of a true story, but it's about a guy in the 80s, growing up when the economy is really in shambles, and he has a young son, and, you know, the two of them, they really go on this whole journey of facing homelessness, and, you know, Will Smith's character really struggles finding a job, and, you know, he takes this leap, he joins an internship program, and there's no guarantee, you know, that he's going to get a job after it, and Mm -hmm. the whole... I, I. not to give a lot of it away, but, you know, he goes through the two of them together, him and his son, who's actually played by Jaden Smith. Adorable. It kills me every time. It's too darn cute. Um, but, you know, the two of them go through this whole journey where they face so many changes, and he probably doesn't go about it the best way he should, but, you know, he does everything out of love and for himself and for his son. And the ending, it's one of my favorite endings and I, I, I just love it. it. It gets me every time. Again, I'm not a crier, but it really, <laughs> the tears start to, to form in the eyeballs. Uh, it's just great. And I think, you know, the takeaway from that is, again, there's no right or wrong way to go about your life and your choices and your decisions. But if you continue to take leaps, <laughs> as crazy as it sounds, it's going to work out. 
Um, mm. And it might not work out entirely as you expected it, but it will. Um, and yeah, just to keep, I, I think, keep chugging along. Um, yeah, you and your and journey. Some, sorry, something I want to just throw in here for like, mm-hmm. it's the sake of all of our sanity. For sure. Is, is um, you know, living living a life that is uniquely yours and isn't lived in the spotlight, isn't mm-hmm. lived, you know, sharing every single moment on Instagram. Right. That's beautiful too. Mm-hmm. It's so, it's so beautiful. I, I feel like a lot of our perception has been changed by social media that, you know, this is what an amazing life looks like, but we're, we're just getting snapshots of people's highlight reels and maybe Definitely. you'll get, something vulnerable here and there but just live a beautiful life and don't worry about how other people you know perceive if it's being acknowledged yeah if it's being approved or validated by other people and that's one of my my biggest struggles but also the thing that I'm learning is the most important thing for me to learn right now no for sure And I think that's a great way to end it. That's such a great point to make. Um, Again, thank you so much, Ali. This has been so much fun. I hope people learn a lot from you. I, for one, again, I'm really going to start doing yoga. I really want to get into it, take more time for myself. I think that's a lesson we should really all hone in on. Um, Totally. Go to womb, womb center. For sure. (laughs) Well, thank you so much. I hope you have a great rest of your day. And uh, yeah, we appreciate you sharing your story. Thank you so much for having me on and good luck with the podcast. I'm so glad that it's already picking up a lot of steam. Thank you so much. I know I'm so excited to see where it all goes, but yeah, we appreciate the support. Cool. Thank you. All right. All right. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Hi guys, I really hope you enjoyed hearing from Ali Ganino and learning all about her journey. If you care to learn more about her and to follow her as she embarks on this exciting new chapter with music, I know I really am, you can find her on Instagram and the handle listed in the episode description below. As always, let me know what you think of the episode. You can find us on Instagram at handlingitpodcast. And yeah, I really love hearing what you guys think each week. It like really just fills my heart more and more hearing your feedback and suggestions you have and just overall thoughts about each episode. Um, I cannot wait for you to listen to our next one. Um, I think you're really going to like it, but no spoilers for now. But alrighty, that is all we have in store for you today. I'll talk soon, guys. Thank you again for listening.